Hey family. So currently um, on Facebook, I have been hashtagging shifting, shifting, shifting. Um, and I'm sure plenty of you, if you follow me, you've seen it um, when I'm posting different affirmations or just things as they come to me, um, words of wisdom that I may have heard outsourced or that I feel like God has just dropped in my spirit. Um, and I post on Facebook, um, or Instagram and then I hashtag it, hashtag it shifting. Um, and so I know a lot of people are like, what is she talking about? Like, what's going on? I had some people texting me, like, girl, what are you doing? What's going on? So let me tell you, shifting for me is everything. It's like one day I woke up and I just felt like my life was shifting. Um, and it was recently, I just felt like, and I said it out loud to my husband. I was like, I feel a shift in the atmosphere. And a lot of people, when they say that it's so spiritual, if you grew up churchy like me, then, you know, people say, oh, it's a shift in the atmosphere. And as a child, it's like I was looking for these physical angels to come down and start shifting the air. <laughs> and so uh, that's just what I imagined. But I feel like shifting currently for me is it's deeper than that. It's deeper than just a shift in the atmosphere. Um, I feel like it's a choice and I am choosing to shift so many things um, in my life. And so I just started making a list of different things that I want to shift. And so I'm shifting my attitude. I'm shifting my energy, shifting my health mindset. Um, I'm shifting my physical mindset and just the way I think about things, shifting the way I set up boundaries um, in relationships, shifting my ability to forgive, shifting my purpose and remembering what my purpose is and not even again, trying to make it biblical. Um, but again, I am a church kid. And so just allowing God to kind of direct me into my purpose and not me just wanting to do what Taryn wants to do, you know? And then also just shifting my relationships, you know, and it doesn't have to be an intimate relationship. Um, you know, a lot of times when we talk about relationships, people want to talk about marriages or dating, um, but just relationships um, with with just coworkers, people um, and not being afraid to create new relationships out of fear of rejection or whatever the case may be that I may have um prevented myself from building new relationships in the past. Um, and one of them is fear, you know, fear of rejection, fear of not being good enough, fear of, you know, comparing myself to those who I feel like, you know, may be doing better than me. So I'm shifting all this inside of my head and I'm not there yet, but it started coming to me and I just started writing it down and I was like, hey, well, while I'm in the process of Going through this journey of shifting all these things, how about I share? Because a lot of people um, are wanting to know. A lot of people are reaching out to me and asking me about it. And so I thought I would get on here and we can talk about it. Um, and so um, I, as I was putting it on Facebook and people were commenting and responding, one person um, in particular, I was talking about um doing things that are, are scary for me, like this show, um, but doing it anyway. Um, there was a time in my life recently, up until recently, where 
I had so many different things that I wanted to do. Um, there are so many different avenues, so many different doors that have opened for me. And I didn't walk through them because I was afraid, because I felt like I wasn't good enough, because I felt like I would fail and I was afraid of failure. I didn't like the feeling of it, um, the after effect of failure. And so I wouldn't do it. And now because I'm shifting, I am doing it even though I'm scared. And a lot of the times we want to wait until we're no longer afraid, until we no longer have the anxiety, until we are um, comfortable to do that thing, to do that new thing, to try it out, to jump, to take that leap. And we have to start doing it afraid. And it's okay to do it afraid. It's okay to do it and be unsure if it's going to be successful. It's okay to do it and not have any followers. I didn't know if I were going to, if I was going to have any followers or anybody to even listen to my podcast, but I wanted to do it anyway. And I wanted to do it afraid not to prove anything to anyone else, but to prove it to myself because I've lived so long for 32 years um, afraid to try new things. And there's so many different avenues or, um, you know, different challenges um, and opportunities that I've passed on. Um, I know that, I mean, and I love my life, don't get me wrong, but I know that I would probably be in a different arena right now if I weren't so afraid in the past. And if I weren't so scared to fail or to make mistakes or, you know, just to jump and take that leap. So I'm shifting my attitude. And so someone told me to do it now, right now, and then perfect it later. And so that's another thing. And that spoke to me and I wrote it down when she said it, because it's like, yeah, well, why not just go ahead and do it? You know, why does it have to be perfect right now? You know, I literally just decided, well, I've been thinking about doing a podcast for over a year, but I didn't sit and plan a whole lot of stuff. I didn't sit for months in, you know, and going, and I was talking to my husband about buying, you know, equipment. I didn't wait until I got the equipment. I haven't even ordered it yet. I'm on my cell phone talking to you through my headphones um, and it's working. I didn't wait. Um, and it's not perfect. And my sound is not that great. Um, and I don't really have a whole lot of people lined up for interviews. I have a few ideas of different shows I want in the future. And I just have this big idea of what it's going to look like. And so instead of me waiting until I have all of these things lined up and until everything looks perfect and until everything is going to flow just smoothly, I didn't wait. I, I'm doing it now and then I'm going to perfect it later. And I feel like that's probably one of the best things to do because you appreciate the growth, you appreciate the process and the journey um, in doing a new thing. You'll appreciate it more later on than you do than you would if you just started it perfectly. Right. And so in doing it now and perfecting it later, I'm super excited to look on this day years from now or months from now, I can even say and be like, oh, my gosh, look at where I started and now look at where I am. You know, so I do feel like we have to make sure that in shifting our mindsets and in shifting um, our perspectives that we are no longer doing things, um, not doing things afraid, but doing them afraid, not waiting until the last minute, not 
continuously pushing things to the side and saying, okay, well, I'm going to get to it. I'm going to do it. No, do it right now. Don't worry about if it's perfect. Don't worry about if you have it all lined up and then you can perfect it later because you can always make changes. But if you never start, you can't change anything, right? Um, And so I'm just super excited about this entire journey about shifting um, just my life. Um, And another shift that I plan to do is when it comes to boundaries and relationships and building boundaries. I feel like boundaries, because so many people are going into, um, you know, the mental health arena um, and getting self-help. Um, I feel like the word boundary has now gotten a negative connotation, but I feel like it is one of the most positive things that you can do for yourself. It's one of the most healthiest things that you can do for yourself. A lot of the times we live in stress and we live in um, um, tragedy or um, triggering type situations because people don't fully understand who we are um, in toxic relationships because we don't communicate what our real needs are. And so we allow other things or we allow things to bother us, to trigger us, to um, build some toxicity around us and cause us to suffocate because we're trying to make other people comfortable. We're trying to make other people happy. We're trying to make sure that they are good, right? But in the meantime, and that's a lot of times it's because we love them, But in the meantime, we're suffering because we haven't set those boundaries. It's not saying, okay, listen, I'm cutting you off. You know, I have a hedge around me. You can, you have to have the passcode in order to enter. No, no one's saying that. What boundaries look like to me, healthy boundaries is, listen, I love you. I know that you need to vent tonight, but I'm exhausted. And I, it's not that I don't want to talk to you but I'm just tired. And so I wouldn't really be a good listening ear if I sat on the phone with you tonight. Do you mind if I call you in the morning when I'm once I'm awake and then we can have the discussion and I can be there for you? If it's an emergency, I would definitely come and see you. But if it's not, friend, I just need you to wait and let me just get some some rest and then I can be there for you. That's a boundary. That's a good, healthy boundary. Just saying, hey, listen, this is my need. I know that you have a need right now and I love you and I want to be there for you and support you in your need. But I also have a need. Now, sometimes as friends and as family members, you do have to sacrifice because that's what love does. Right. But if you find yourself always the one that is um, the shoulder to cry on, you know, or you're the burden bearer, right? For the people that are around you in your circle, that weighs down on you. It's heavy. Um, and at some point it's like, okay, I'm carrying all of your burdens, but now who's going to help me carry mine and yours? Because I'm weighed down. I can barely get around. I'm limping by now because I have so much weight on me, right? And so healthy boundaries are there. If those people around you that are in your circle that are, you know, around you all the time, if they love you, like really love you, then they want you to have healthy boundaries and they will not make they might feel bothered at the moment. But if they really sit back and reflect and say, you know what, 
she does look tired. She has worked a lot. She has been busy a lot. Let me just pull back, you know, and there shouldn't be any um, animosity or anything because you've set a boundary. That's if it's true love, if they really care about your well-being. Because let's be honest, if you're always there for others and you are constantly giving yourself and you have that weight on you, you're not healthy for them and you're not healthy for yourself. So how can you possibly help the, the other people that are in your life that may confide in you or may depend on you, whether it's your children, whether it's your parents, whether it's your spouse, whether it's co-workers, friends, whoever it is that's depending on you to be healthy, they can't possibly want you to continue to feel weighed down, right? And so if you're able to present it in a way to say, listen, this is what I need for me to be sane, for me to be healthy. Just give me a minute. Give me 10 minutes. Give me an hour. Just let me sit in peace. Let me sit in this quiet room with the lights off and close my eyes and just give me 30 minutes just today. And then I promise you, I can be there for you. You know, let's just communicate what our needs are to those that we love, to those that are around us. And I guarantee you, if you are able to present it, because a lot of the times it's about presentation. If you're able to present it in a way that is loving, I promise you those that are around you who need you will receive it and they will support you in your healthy boundaries because they want you to be healthy. They want you to feel loved and supported as well. And then they will soon they'll understand, Okay, well, if I give her or him these 30 minutes right today, just just 30 minutes a day to just be by themselves so that they can regroup, then they can come and help me with what my needs are. You know, and so it is a give and take, but we have to present them and then that'll stop you from at some point just blowing up at people because you're stressed or blowing up at people because you're overwhelmed. Right. Well, you're overwhelmed and you're stressed because you haven't set any boundaries. You haven't specifically said what your needs are. And so a lot of the times if we're presenting our needs to the people that are around us, they will receive it. And all of the toxic energy, all of the negative energy, all of the blow ups, those will start to dissipate. Okay, and we you you will have less of them because you are choosing to shift your mindset by speaking your needs to those around you and letting them know what you need. I just need 30 minutes. Okay. So shifting our mindsets in relationships, we're shifting our mindsets um, with creating boundaries. We are shifting our mindsets and shifting our purpose and our energy. I brought up negative energy. A lot of the times when people are coming with negative energy, I just put my energy blockers on. And so, I mean, a lot of the times when people have negative energy has nothing to do with you. It's not necessarily that you personally did something something else could be bothering them and then you in turn are receiving that energy well that's not it's not designed for me I didn't do anything to receive it or to earn it so I am not going to be the person to turn around and receive it because it's not meant for me so I just block it I block it it doesn't bother me anymore I let people vent I let people have their tantrums I let people be upset it does not bother me And so once you change your mindset or you shift your mindset and your attitude and your energy, 
then you can start to block other people's energies. Um, the last thing I really had with the shifting was um, this morning I was listening to Tony Evans. He has a podcast. It's really, really good. He's a pastor um, of Oak Grove Baptist Church down in Dallas. Um, and I listen to him often. And he was talking about the wisdom of God. And then shifting, I definitely felt like it was perfect um, with going going along with the wisdom of God because shifting your attitude, definitely you have to draw wisdom from above, right? And so he was talking about how the wisdom that we receive that's natural, right? That is of man, that is from the earth, that is, you know, in the natural realm, most of the time is demonic. It's coming from the devil because it's a natural thing. It's fleshly, right? And so he said, that wisdom from below, which is here on earth, will keep you in conflict, right? But wisdom from above, which is from God, will have you operate in peace. And it dwelled in my spirit so much that I had to push pause on my way to work to this morning. And I was just talking that thing out, out loud to myself. And I was like, listen, girl. If you keep seeking wisdom from those people around you who are not operating in a spiritual realm who are not, um, you know, embedded and grounded in the word of God, who are not receiving and giving and living in self-care, okay, who have not set up healthy boundaries for themselves and who cannot uh, process their own emotions, those people who don't seek therapy, right? Those people who are still uh, stuck in their own trauma. Why am I steady seeking wisdom from these people? Because when I pour into them, when I'm going to vent to them, I can't receive or even expect to receive something of peace. No, they're going to then receive my energy. And because they care about me, they're going to take that energy and they become rah-rah. You know, y'all know what rah-rah is. They become rah-rah. And that in turn causes you to then continue with your conflict. So let's talk about an example. Let's say I'm having an argument with someone at work. Okay. Coworker. And the, the coworker and I have a disagreement and I go to my best friend. Just for instance, I go to my best friend and I'm like, girl, listen, let me tell you what this whatever said, because it's probably going to come out my mouth. <laughs> so I would probably say, let me tell you what this thing said, honey. And I'm telling her everything that happened and I'm telling her what I said and she said and I said. And because my best friend may not be operating in the spiritual realm, may not be grounded, you know, she may not she or he may not be in a position to really give godly advice, guess what they're going to do? They're going to turn up too. So now it's like, wait a minute. She said what? She did what? Oh no. And then they have now added fuel to my fire. Now the conflict has gone from a small little argument or disagreement with my coworker to now I'm ready to go back to school tomorrow or go back to work tomorrow. And I'm about to whoop her tail. Right. Because now they didn't gave me all of this extra energy and all of this extra fuel 
that I really didn't need because the situation probably was small and minute. But because I went to the wrong person, my friend, my my family member, my the person that I love and the person that loves me, they don't want you hurt. So because somebody hurt your feelings, now they're about to get rah-rah with you, you know, and egg you on to make you feel like that person really deserves more than you were even going to give them initially. You know, you probably would have just let it blow off, right? But now you done talked to this person about the situation and now it's grown and gotten bigger. Instead of you going to seek wisdom above, instead of you talking to God and saying, God, this is what happened. And you can talk to God about it just like you would your friend. Like when I'm talking to God about something and I'm really upset with somebody or whatever, God, let me tell you what happened. And I know he already knows, but this is how I talk to him because that's our relationship. (laughs) And I'm like, listen, God, this is what happened. And I can't, you know, I I need you to help me out because this is what I'm ready to do. I'm ready to go bust upside her head. Right. But that's I know that's not what you want me to do. So now if you don't want me to go bust her upside her head, I need you to come give me some guidance. And guess what God's going to do? God is going to show you in some type of way why that situation is small, why that situation doesn't deserve any additional attention. Or God might show you. Hey, that person is really hurting on the inside. This is why they said or did whatever they did. Had nothing to do with you. Had something to do with somebody else or something that they're going through. And because you have now sought godly advice, godly wisdom, you have sought wisdom from above. Now the situation has died down. Now you can have empathy for that person. Now you can have some understanding. Now you can just be like, you know what? She not even worth it. I'm going to blow it away or I'm going to pray for her. Or you know what? Let me go ask her, is she okay? Because this is out of her character, right? But a lot of times we don't do that. We want to get rah-rah and we want to, you know, pop off because we're not seeking wisdom from the correct places. So, To end this podcast, I want us to make sure that we are shifting our attitudes. We're shifting our energy. We are shifting our mindsets. We're shifting our relationships, shifting our purpose. And we are seeking wisdom from above and not beneath. I love you guys. I pray for you. And I cannot wait to talk to you again. See you later. Thank you.